Welcome to Local Ventures, a podcast where you get an inside look into local businesses in the greater Boston area with financial advisor, Ariel D'Angelo. Ariel sits down with local entrepreneurs and professionals to discuss their businesses, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they made it happen, and their favorite local spots. And now, here's your host, Ariel D'Angelo. Dennis Riley, president and founder of Goals to Results, is a business strategist who works with service-based small business owners to take back control of their business. Dennis jumps in the trenches with the business owner to be a second pair of eyes and helps them with getting a handle on their data, make sure their goals are in line with their desired outcomes, work on their mastery of time, create strategies that move their business forward, and come up with the right systems to implement to make sure those goals get met and their results soar. Dennis has been in business for 28 years with two different businesses. He uses his experience in both businesses to give his clients the advantage they need to achieve their desired results. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm so well. I'm so happy to hear you have you here today on Local Ventures and excited to learn a lot more about your business. Oh, looking forward to it. Awesome. So why don't you go right ahead and tell everybody what your company is and how you got into it? Sure. All right. Uh, Dennis Riley goes to results. I'm a business strategist. I have been an entrepreneur for 28 years. So uh, basically, I started my first business was a software development company. And as I was uh, working with the uh, small business owners doing software for them, I realized that uh, making software was just like running a business. And so I took those tools and I shifted over to helping business owners. and I never looked back. That's amazing. And, you know, I feel like the term strategist gets used a lot. So in what ways are you really digging in? What part of the strategy does goals to results really deliver on? Basically, what I do is I pretty much help the entrepreneur take control of their business. And I do that by jumping in the foxhole with them. What do they what do they need? What are they looking at? What's not working for them? You know, we roll up our sleeves right away. We find out where it hurts the most and we go after that. And then we just calmly get everything else back in order. That's awesome. And you mentioned entrepreneurs. Is it a specific field that you help in particular or? It's definitely service-based entrepreneurs. Uh, it doesn't matter how long they've been in business, and it really doesn't matter what uh, industry they're in, too, because most people go into a business and they have no clue about running a business. And I so that's how I, I see that in my in my personal practice all the time. I'm always looking around at the people and being like, "Wow, you have you're running a passion project." <laughs> This is not a business. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, definitely, you know, they have usually the people that are running it that way are have the best products or the best services. It's just that and you look behind the curtain and you got gears rolling off the, the conveyor belt and things are just going haywire. Yeah. The one line that I love to tell people is, and they don't realize once they once I tell them this line, they're like, oh, systems run business and people run systems. And once you get the systems in place, things move a lot better. I could not agree more. And <laughs> how big of how big of uh, enterprises do you work with? I work with people who are entrepreneurs all the way up to, I try to keep it around less than 10 employees. Because once it does that, what happens is I'm really, really good at is when the uh, business owner is wearing too many hats. And hopefully, crossing the fingers, at more than 10 people, you're hopefully wearing less hats. 
but the people less than 10 people, man, those, and I, I was one of them. I, I had a business, uh, the software business was 10 people strong. And I thought I had to be in every single business meeting, had to make every single decision. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> when and what led you to that epiphany? Oh, you know what? This was actually, this is a good story. Um, I live, I, I, uh, I raised a family in Westwood. So I know that this area quite well. And I was, uh, I worked from home one day and this was before the work at home stuff. This was way back. And I decided it was, I was getting so frustrated. I said, I need to go for a walk. I went for a walk and I started to walk and I always drove down this road, but never walked down this road. And it was a cloudy day and it, the sun was peeking through and on my right was the cemetery. And as I was walking, I saw for some reason, something shining. I went, I had to go look at it. So I crossed the street and looked. It was a tombstone with my last name on it. Oh my God. And Riley can be spelled different ways. And this was R-I-L-E-Y. I have goosebumps and- right now. <laughs> what do you think I felt? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I just looked at it. And like I said, I was really frustrated and, you know, it very stressed out. And I just said, not now. That's intense. <laughs> and I walked away and I just kept walking and I went, if I keep up the way I was going, I'm going to end like that. And I'm too young. I had, you know, two young kids at the time. There is no way that I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I said, I have to change or that's what's going to happen to me. And then I started to realize, okay, I don't have to be in every single meeting. I started reading a lot of different books. And, you know, back again, this was uh, in the early, early 2000s that I was doing this. And it was like, I realized I had to change. And once I started to put systems in place, oh my goodness. And then I just adapted them to make them mine. And then it worked really well for me. So I help others do the same. That's amazing. And I mean, the power behind that is just insurmountable. The stress that business owners go on, whether you're a solopreneur or you do have uh, a couple employees, you know, I myself, I have two employees and I have a household that I need to support as well. And, you know, that there's a significant amount of stress that comes with that alone. And uh, creating some freedom for the business owner is just invaluable to your point. Yeah. And like I said, it, it usually has to be that type of way that something smacks you in the head and you say, you got to change. And, yeah. and I'm here to tell people that I've lived it and I've changed it around and I could do the same for you. Yeah. That's funny. So I, I don't know. I think I've shared this with you already. Um, but I had the, similarly, I would work a thousand hours a week. People would be like knew me for working like 12 to 15 hour days. And then I broke my neck. And, you know, I was just like, wow, I spent all these years fighting for all these goals and it could have all just been over, you know, like that. And it definitely, I've, I've learned that I can still run that successful business. Hiring the staff has given me those hours back. And to your point, like, I don't need to be the only one that calls or does this or fills everything out. I can just have someone else help me out with it. What are some of the best books that you have read around that subject or ones that helped you to build your education around um, strategy? E-Myth, E-Myth is a very good one. I love E-Myth. Um, I love, um, what was it? Uh, I think it's called Three Feet from Gold. 
And what it is is that um, and it's it's Napoleon. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name. But uh, what happened is three feet from gold. It, it talks about all these different uh, success stories and then millionaires. And they asked them all these questions. What you know, all the traits. And most people give up before they get the gold. So three feet from gold, it's like <laughs> you do all this stuff, and you're like, I don't, I quit. And if you only went a little more, you would have hit it. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of endurance being a business owner. Yeah. Resilience, endurance, optimism. <laughs> and also passion for what you do. Yes. If you're doing it for the money, I don't know what the heck you're doing. Because <laughs> you can't do it for the money. And, then, and most people, I love it when they say, oh, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to work less hours. Okay, well, don't be a business owner then. <laughs> don't be a business owner then. You know, it takes a little while, but once yeah. you get there, it can be amazing. But the first couple of years, it is a grind. And sometimes, especially after 2020, most people who have been in business, when 2020 hit, yeah, everyone became the same way going, well, that never happened before. Yeah. And you had to rethink a lot of different things. And some people, if you didn't adapt properly, you were finished. Right. And there was people a, there who were adapted, of, moved on. Yeah. There were a lot of great pivots. Um, some of my favorites were some of the restaurants that started just doing like meal delivery or like come pick up, like family meal ready to go, um, just grab and go kind of a situation. Those were good. Have you ever worked with a restaurant before? No, you know what? I just do, I just do services because to me, the other I, stuff, I <laughs> it's 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 just too much for me because you know, I also feel confident what I'm doing. And since I haven't been in, you know, owning a restaurant or anything yeah, like that, I stick sure. to a service. Yep. But you know what's interesting about restaurants? Some think about it. Many when that all happened and people pivot, some didn't. Yeah. And they were in the same industry, the same services, the same type of restaurant. Yet one just went, oh, I, there's nothing I can do because everything's shut down. And another owner goes, game on. Yeah. No, it's so true. And to your point earlier about the amount of hours you work, I mean, if you look at your hourly rate as a business owner versus yeah. <laughs> working anything else, do something else. But um, at least yeah. in, the, in the first you know, little bit. But yeah, it, it's it's really cool seeing. I love working with business owners myself because they're so passionate and they have just such a they love what they do. There are people who are, they're excited for Monday morning. Like, I mean, people, I'm, I'll be out, you know, on Sunday and people will be starting to do the murmurs. Oh, got the Sunday scaries. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm psyched. I got this, this, and this going on. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, the exact opposite. Thank God it's Friday. It's like, well, you know, yes, it's good that there's a weekend, but it's not like the end of the world that I have to work. Your audio just broke up for one second. If you want to repeat what you just said. Oh, Okay, I said that uh, about about when I said Fridays, it's like it's not the end of the world that you know you are working. It's like yes, it's great that it's a weekend and great you can do some stuff, but you know, again, it's kind of funny. And a lot of people go into business again. My audio. How about now? Let's see, is this better. It just keeps going in and out. Let me just see if it's this. It could be me. It could be my stupid internet. Hmm. How about now? Yeah, it's good now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, one thing that I was going to say oh, is... Gone. What the heck? Hang oh, on. my goodness. Really? All right. Okay, hold on. Let, uh, me, let me try something. This is weird, but I'm going to try. Okay. 
No, I don't want to do this in case I. Um, one second. All right. How about now? Is this better? Better? Is now good? All right. How about now? Good. Okay. I think I switched. I switched. Sometimes I have wire or wireless and the wired isn't working good. So I went to wireless. Bless you. Okay. Where were we? All right. Here we go. Let's do this again. All right. Um, what was I saying? What was I saying? I was saying, what was the last thing I said? Sunday scaries. Oh, and now people oh are- yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, what's interesting is that, is that what I've noticed is when you really uh, are passionate about your work and most people go into business because they're passionate about something and then they have trouble running the business because no one goes into business running a business. They go into business giving a value. And so I love working those people who are so passionate. I said, look, you still do your passion. Let me help you with the back room. Yeah. Because you need to do what you need to do the best because that's helping the world. Yeah. You know, don't keep doing it. If this is bogging you down, let me help you with that. And what is the process? So a client reaches out to you. They're like, oh my God, here are my 50,000 hats. I don't even know what's happening behind here. I hear a lot of clanging going on. Um, What's the process that it looks like when a client starts working with you? You said you (laughs) jump right in the foxhole. Yeah. What I do is I ask them, it's, it's, I ask them like three or four different questions and I just let them talk. And most of the time they will find something that's really, really painful. I go to that first. I said, we need to alleviate the pain. It's almost like, and I, I tell people, it's like, if you have to go to the hospital emergency room for something, okay, and say it's a heart condition, they're not going to lecture you on a diet, okay? They're going to find out what the pain is and solve it. If it's open heart surgery, they're going to do it right then and now. I help that first, and then I go all the way back and say, okay, your diet stinks. Let's figure this out. And that's usually what happens that when the people come to me, they're really in the emergency room phase. Yeah. And so all I want to do first is get them out of that emergency room phase, whatever it is. Yep. Okay. And it's usually they have zero systems. So I find the most painful thing and we create a system. Yep. And then we create it because the worst thing, and it's kind of funny when you said at the beginning, strategist gets thrown around and same with coaching. I can't stand it when someone works with someone and says, okay, these are five things you're going to do. I'll see you next week. It's like, wait, you if you give someone, an overwhelmed person, more things to do, <laughs> they're not going to do it. And so that's why I say I do jump in the foxhole and said, look, we need to get things under control here. I'm coming in with you and let's create the system. I will make it up for you. You have input and then we go from there. And then we work our way back to, Yes, you need to be on a diet. <laughs> I feel like the the partnership there, really having someone to go through it with them, not feeling, I'm sure that business owners that are in that shoes, I know I've had clients talk to me about their experiences. Like they do, it's you can feel really alone and you don't really know who else. There's not really, to your point, there's not really like just a book or a guy to go talk to. Um until they find you about how to get that straightened out. Um, It's it's really complex. They feel like it's overwhelming. There's so many different pieces all together. And to your point, coaching can be amazing. And there's some phenomenal coaches out there, 
But yeah, having somebody when you're already overwhelmed, you're at your max capacity, getting rolling up their sleeves and saying, okay, let's get to work. That is just, I mean, I can't even imagine how, how relieving that must be for all of your clients. And usually what I start with is time management because they put too much stuff on their plate and they say, there's not enough time in a day. And it's like, well, yes, there is enough time. You can't stop time. Okay. There's nothing you can do about time. That's the one thing that once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. If money's gone, you can get it back, you know, but if the time goes, the time goes. So I always say to people, look, we all have the same amount of time. You don't have to be Superman or Superwoman and get everything done in one day. So you pick the number one thing that will get your business moving forward and you do that first. And then you go from there, there, there. And it turns out that there's a lot of stuff. I can't stand when people say, oh, I just write a to-do list out and do it. Because guess what? What, is the, what? what do most people do when there's a to-do list? They try to get as many check marks as possible, right? And what is it? Oh, I organized my desk today. Oh, I did this. Oh, I went and put a walk. Oh, you know, it's like, did you move your business forward? No, I feel tired. Well, that's because you didn't do all the stuff you're supposed to do. Oh, that's funny. I I mean, there is nothing more satisfying than checking off a checklist, though. <laughs> but what's more satisfying is checking off a list that you know moves forward. But you're right. You are right. No, I'm right. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree with that more. It is very hard. And, you know, a lot of I feel like a lot of the the job and the role that you take on is is sitting people down and making them kind of eat their vegetables in a way. <laughs> it really is. It's like I tell people time, just like you know, time mastery or whatever. I call it time mastery because time management to manage something is to be in control of something. To master something is to own it. So That's I rather, I, so I rather have time mastery than time management. Yes. So when I say to people, it's like, look, it is like exercising. You don't do it once and go, oh, I feel healthy. You, know? <laughs> you don't do that. You know, you got to do it over and over and over again. And when you do things over and over and over again it is so satisfying because it's just like losing weight. The pounds come off just like the stress comes off and you see your business moving forward and you see results. And I love I make sure when whenever I work with someone, we keep track of results because the days when they say it's not working well and I this is really bad, I get out the results and I say, look what just happened. Did a bird just fly by? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is the oh, that life. was perfect. That was perfect, <laughs> by the way. This is farm life. Um, yep, with um two outdoor cats. Um a bird just flew by. Chickens and um, two dogs. <laughs> you have chickens? Yes, I love my chickens. They're awesome. Okay, do I have to? Okay, is is it? Okay. What? So do you, you don't eat chicken? I mean, no. I mean, I of course I eat chicken. Just I eat not your chickens. I love food, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm not okay, going to lie. One of them okay. may or may not have ended up in the freezer. Just saying. <laughs> is it good? Um, it's one of those things with the lang hen, you have to cook them for a really long time, but um, really, yeah, okay, the French way, cocova. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Seeing the bird come across, I went, Did I just see him? I was trying to keep going what I'm saying. I see the thing, I'm like, That wasn't just a bird. Shut up and keep talking. Shut up and keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> My life, yes. Michael calls it the funny farm. 
I love it. <laughs> Both of us just went, yeah, whatever. Then at the end, we're like, okay, we have to stop and, and just Hang what just happened. <laughs> so oh, in your years um, working in goals to results, what do you feel like is one of the most things you're most proud of or one of your most proud accomplishments? I really love seeing my clients succeed. There is no better feeling. I hate when I've seen disappointment. And I, I've seen I've seen both sides, especially 2020. I see people and they, they just break down and cry in front of me. You know, I've seen that. And I've seen people break down and cry of joy because of what happens to it. And there is no better thing than that. And it's, you know, there was one time that I helped. Someone came in extremely frustrated and she said, I can't control my day. And we, and I, I told her, I said, for the next, I told her for, we were supposed to be, we, we met weekly. I said, for the next week, I want you to keep track of everything you do and then give it to me. And then I started asking questions. I'm like, what'd you do with this person? What'd you do with this person? And it turns out that most of the people that she was wasting her time with, she could have given them an 800 number to call. Ugh. As soon as we got that squared away, she seriously saved 20 hours a week. I don't even have a number that I'd throw out paying somebody to get 20 hours back in my week. Think about that. You that's just an, seriously gave yourself a raise. That's bonkers. And it was, and I love that rule about 80-20. It's so true. 20% of what you work on is 80% of your revenue. Yep. And 80% you work on is 20%, which means most of the stuff you're doing, i.e., let's talk to people who we can give an 800 number to. It was what just you, amazing. Yeah. And what so do you feel stuff like, is, like that, I yeah. love doing. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you feel like is one of your biggest pet peeves that business owners do that they don't maybe even realize they're doing it that you can spot a mile away? Do you have like a go to immediate question? I love when they say, well, I'm doing, I've been doing this always. And my response is, and how's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it's like they, they get it in a, in a mind that it's worked for this always. And, but somewhere along the way, it wasn't working. And most of the time, and, and you have to have a, a characteristic of being a business owner. And one of them is being as stubborn as possible. <laughs> okay. Which is a good thing and a bad thing. And so when they're stubborn, that's, I can't, I, I see it a mile away and then I keep picking at it. And then they're like, you know, well, and I'm like, can you just try this once? And then they come back to me and goes, oh my God, it's working. Shocking. It's as if I've done this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like I just pulled it out. I just read it from a book somewhere. So I think it might work. People, people, people. That's right. <laughs> what is one of the most valuable pieces of advice you'd give to a business owner or somebody that wants to take their passion project and turn it into a business? Oof. Well, there's two. I, I would, my first instinct, and then I'll, I'll follow it up really value time. Because like I said before, that's, you can't get back time. And I wish I sat down in front of my younger self right now and said that. Because you're running around with your head cut off, trying to 
think you please the world or please your clients or and all that stuff. Again, you know, here's one thing. That's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would tell people, how well does a car run on empty tank? Hurry up and get nowhere fast. So how do you think people run when they're so stressed out? And I always say to people, who your number one client is? And everyone says, oh, it's this per- this client that gives me 90% of my revenue with this. I said, no, your number one client is yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, there is no business. Yeah. And again, I wish I could just bring my younger self, sit them down and say, listen, you, these are the five things you got to do. And it's like, treat time like gold. Do not please everyone. And will you please make sure that you take care of yourself and then go with your gut and then don't look in other lanes, stay in your own lane. The more time that people look to say, oh, look, my competition is doing this. Oh, look, my competition. Oh, I should do it this way. It's like, just do it your way. Are there any good productivity hacks that you give people to get those hours back? Yes. One of them is called 50-10, okay? And what you do is you take one thing, one thing only, your most important thing that you have to get done that day. And for one hour block, you do not do anything else. You do not answer the phone. You do not check emails. You do not have anything else on your desk except for that one task. And you do it. And you do it with all your heart. And also what you do is you have some kind of timer that goes off, not looking at it, but goes off. And when you hear the beep of 50 minutes, you're done. Then for 10 minutes, go chill out and, you know, because it's intense. They say, if you can do that, that doubles your time. Wow. So if you can do three of those in a day, it's the equivalent of six hours. Jeez, that's awesome. And people go, no, no, no. I said, go ahead, try it. I'm going to try that. <laughs> it works. It works. And the thing is, is make sure that that task is something that's going to move your business forward. Yeah, of course. Okay. You're not going to do that task cleaning up your desk. (laughs) How many people talk to you about cleaning their desk? I have to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying to think of something that's so mundane, you know? And like you said, it's a checkoff thing, you know, whatever. I don't know why I say, keep saying desk. I know. I I love it. (laughs) Because I'm literally, I'm looking at my desk and I'm like, oh, I need to clean my desk. (laughs) But don't worry, it's at the bottom of my to-do list. <laughs> I tell you, put that on the bottom, please, please, please. But you know what it really is? It's usually the top of the thing is what gets your business forward. You know what I usually say to myself each day? I say, what can, what can one thing I can do today that will move my business forward? Because if I do that one thing, at the end of the day, I can say I accomplished it. Yeah. You got one thing accomplished. And it could be something very, very small. 100%. I mean, I can't even even think of like any service-based business that this wouldn't be amazing for. This is just, I mean, I've seen so many, I I, I love the E-Myth as well. And I remember reading that and wondering to your point, like I'm reading, I'm like, who is this guy? He's talking about like married and divorced. He's got a kid and all this. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's and I'm the author. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, what's interesting. And this is what I have a hard time doing 
is my space is very, very, very overcrowded right now. And the and there's so many people that got disappointed with hiring a strategist or a coach. Yep. Because most of them, I remember there's one person I was talking to and they said, I couldn't decide, should I, right after college, should I do this or be a business coach? <laughs> Are you kidding me, right? <laughs> it's like when I see these 20-something-year-olds, they're saying, oh, yeah, I can help any business turning around. I'm like. In all your years of experience at the kegger. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, so it's like in a lot of, and also there are, there are also industries where they hire people off the street and give them, you're going to be a coach by following these questions. Mm. And it's like, so I, when I, when I work with people at the beginning, they are very, it's like, I'm walking into, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, a person who sells cars. <laughs> you know, it's like no one wants to see that person, you know, and I have to only when they talk with me one on one, do they realize, wait, you're a little different, aren't you? And it's like, I don't have a little plaque on the wall that said I went to things. I can tell you what I did with my business and why I didn't go far, far and what I did to improve it and what I needed to look at. I mean, no one gives a manual on how to run a business. And when it's interesting that when you, if you ever did read that manual, how to run a business, by the time you finish the last chapter, it'd be obsolete. Yes. hundred percent. It's like, especially after 2020, come mm. on. Yeah. No one can say, oh, you know what? I think we're going to just pull the plug in the economy. Watch this. Oh, 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 what just happened? You know, it's like every industry, every person got affected. Some people got affected. They got so much work. And other people got affected that they got so little work. And then this thing about, oh, all these people who don't want to work anymore. And now you can't find help. And then I'm just going to quit my job. And then I'm going to be a business coach and I'm going to do this. It's like, so there's a lot of people who are in my industry that I wish could just zip. <laughs> it's like, please, if you tell someone to do something, help them out. And roll up your sleeves and find out. It's kind of funny. I say to people, there's always a solution to something. You might not like the solution. And the solution may be there is no solution based on the road you're traveling. You know, but I, if I go up to a front door and everyone has to go to that front door and that front door is locked, most people like a pounding on the door jimming it open, turn around and say, okay, the door is locked. I will go around the whole darn building and find an entrance. I will climb up. I will climb down. I'll go through a window. I'll go through the basement. I'll go through a chimney if I have to, but I'm getting <laughs> in that darn house. Say Nick to the rescue. <laughs> hey, Nick, baby. <laughs> no, and that really does set you apart. And I feel like actually having that boots in the ground, having the years of experience that you do transforming countless businesses, hundreds of businesses that you've worked with, it's just invaluable. Like you can't, you can, like you said, you can read any book you want. You can go to any school you want. Nothing compares to having the boots on their ground experience, building software, diagnostics on systems and on businesses and where things aren't working. Where is money bleeding out the, the side? Um, because 
And just by switching around two or three things, you can be weather tight again. And then what's interesting is, like you said earlier, being a business owner is pretty darn lonely. You know, the buck stops there. So when the buck stops there, you have the buck and you can't go to anyone in your team because you have the buck. And you maybe talk to other people, but they have their own businesses and they're going around. It's so nice to just say, look, can I, what do you think about this situation? I had someone call me today. They're like, can I run something by you? I'm like, yeah, go for it. And they went, wow, I didn't think of it that way. Okay, see you next week. Okay, bye. That one thing, that's why I have membership program. It's like, okay, you can, there's different levels that you can be at. And there's one level that, hey, look, you want to call me? Call me. Yeah. And and some people meet with me once a month. Some people meet with me once a week. And we go over different things. And sometimes, like I said, there's sometimes that I go into a meeting thinking that we're going to do X and it's totally different. I've had people sometimes, it's kind of, it's, it's great with Zoom because you get on the phone, you get on the Zoom and get, how you doing? And you see the look in that person. They're like, it's not going well. So we don't even, I don't even talk about anything else. I try to dig at, okay, what's going on today? Why, yeah. why do you have that look on your face? Sometimes it's purely just life. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know what? You know, try this, try this, try this. And I always say to people, in a, remember when I said that you should always have a full tank? You're not going to have a full tank every day. Yeah. Life just beats the living crap out of you. <laughs> Amen. You know, and even the best when someone says, you know, oh, I bet you never have days of doubt. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Even after 28 years, I wake up certain days. I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, (laughs) because you can't help it. You down. Yeah, it's so true. I I, it just resonates so much. I mean, every business owner, if any business owner ever says that they haven't woken up one day wondering if they were on the path that they were supposed to be on, like they're unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, no matter how many times I say this to someone else, I still do it to myself sometimes. Sometimes, and it's actually, it's, sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little, but the self-talk that you have, oh. if anyone ever talked to you like that, you would beat the living crap out of and say, get out of my life. How dare you disrespect me? Yeah. That's so true. But it's okay if you say it to yourself. It's okay. Oh, that is so true. It's funny you say that um, because somebody once said, I heard somebody say, whenever you're really saying something really negative in your head, imagine yourself as a little kid and saying it to them. Yeah. And would you ever say that to a little kid? (laughs) Absolutely not. Would you ever repeat that to someone else? Some of the things you say to yourself, you would never turn around and say to that you know, if my wife walked in here and I was repeating that, I turned right to her. I'd be on the couch for three weeks. <laughs> Only you know? three. Wow, she's forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, fine. Maybe one week. Okay, but but it's so. Yeah. And what happens is, and and I love when you said little kid because if you talk to a little kid like that, his stature, his or her stature, just shrinks. Yeah. You know, you're talking down to someone, and they start to believe it. And all of a sudden, they don't think they're worthy. Yeah. And I really like that you address both the qualitative and the quantitative side of being an entrepreneur. It's yes, it is building systems, looking at technology, looking at what platforms are using. And as much as it is 
diagnostically going through your revenue streams and what actual client process they're going through, you're also kind of taking a look at the other stuff and being like, how did we get here? Or why are we stuck here? And helping to address those things as well. And uh, I absolutely love that. I feel like you should have a entrepreneur retreat or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Because it's true because my God, the stories that entrepreneurs tell, I mean, they're fantastic stories, but there's also incredible defeat. Yeah. You know, and I always, I always take entrepreneurial entrepreneurial life and I equate it to baseball. I love baseball. I love, 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 love baseball. But the interesting thing is, do you know the greatest hitter in baseball hit 400? That means four out of 10 times, which means six out of 10 times that person failed and they're considered the greatest of baseball. And most people do it 300 or 200. So it's eight out of 10 times or seven out of 10 times they fail. And you expect them to have a hunky-dory life. It's like, if you can handle failure, I always look at failure as not an end all. It's a stepping stone to the next best thing. Yeah. And I always look at it like, like if you can't pick yourself up from failure and keep going, you don't, you don't deserve to get to the end goal. Like it's almost a test to see if you even deserve to get there. And I always tell people too, listen, like bravery isn't about not having fear. It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. That's true bravery. And I think every entrepreneur gets a badge of bravery for, and doubly so for every business owner that either survived and so many that started their businesses even through COVID. Yes, you know, do you know that most, um, the, especially in the tech industry, name any tech in, tech uh, company and they started in bad times. Yeah. Think about that. So when, when you know, obviously right now is in the best economic times, guess what? Two things people are going to do either curl up in a ball and just hide or say, okay, game on. Game on. And the people who are doing game on. Game on. They're winning. They're winning the game. (laughs) Game on. That's awesome. And I know you're a local and you're from Westwood originally. So what is one of your favorite spot for food or drinks? You know what? I like Conrad's. All right. Norwood or Walpole or both? Both. Either one is fine. Yeah. <laughs> the steak tips on Conrad's. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> so I, I and you know what? It's I love going there that you can chill out type deal. And it's just, I just like it. I like going to Conrad's. If the usually the people are extremely nice there and it's quality food. Yeah, I'm in the junior women's club and we always do our events there once a month. It's it's a lot of fun. Isn't that good though? Yeah. <laughs> How about a local hidden gem? Local hidden gem. You know what? In Westwood, Hale Reservation. Oh, so good. I don't know if I've been there yet this summer. Is it amazing it that you're like, oh, look, what the hell? What the heck is this? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, whatever. Then you get in it. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like an oasis, you know? Yeah. And it's like, hiking there's lots of hiking there's swimming there's it's just really nice stuff yeah and i i found out about it obviously through my son cub scouts oh that's awesome you know we used to go camping in there and the, bring the whole troop type deal and it's like wow this is really nice that's awesome so, i like that 
And how about another professional or business that you can recommend in the area? Absolutely. Especially for small business owners, especially people who work from home. Um, Coworking Station in Walpole is amazing. It's a great place. I love the owner. Um, And basically what it is, is people who either A, work from home a lot of times and they just need a break or or B, want to entertain clients. You go there, you have your own conference room. You can do that. You can have your own office full-time or you can do part-time stuff. Also, you have an address, a mailing address. So if you want to not do your home address, you do this and pretty much all the mail gets to there. That's awesome. And where can listeners find you and how can they get in touch with you and learn about how to get their business from goals to results? Just go to the website, goals to results. Dot com, the T-O, not the number two, goals to results.com. Look around, click on the contact us and get a hold of me. Uh, you know, goals to results. I also have a YouTube channel. I also have Facebook and I also have LinkedIn. Perfect. And we'll include all of those links in the show notes so that anybody that wants to get in touch with Dennis um, will be able to. And Dennis, thank you so much. This was amazing. It was so good catching up with you. And I'm looking forward to our next event together. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Local Ventures podcast. Um, For those of us that are listening, don't forget to like and share this podcast with other members of our community and support all of these amazing small businesses. If you had a great experience with a business that services the towns of Medfield, Dover, Westwood, and Walpole, please go to localventurespodcast.com and nominate a business or register your own to be featured. We also have a blog version of these interviews, so you'd be able to check out on the website all the contact information for both Justin and our previous guests as well. Don't forget to follow and like us on Instagram at Local Ventures Podcast. Always shop and hire your local businesses first. Thank you so much and look forward to seeing you next time.